Speaking of uh, ad libs and shit, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I was listening to Bad and Bougie, you know what I'm saying? Okay. For the 15 million time, and I noticed something this last you, time that- You, you know noticed something saying? new. Yeah. So, I know you're familiar with the song. Of course. But um, when, uh, when it's time for Offset's verse, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they go Offset. Woo, 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 woo. Instead of instead of rapping, he starts with four consecutive ad libs. You know what I'm saying? Sure does. Is is that the new wave? Like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like next up, I believe that's me. Bow, 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 and then you start rapping. Like you know what I'm saying? Then you go in. Like is it? I mean, that gives you four extra bars to breathe and think of something else to say, right? Like mm. it's almost like a built-in buffer of like. You know how when when you're when your your girl or your wife will ask you something and you're like trying to think of an excuse as to why you didn't do it, right? And she's like, "Why didn't you take the chicken out? I told you to take the chicken out." And you mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, woo, 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 woo. <laughs> I did forget to take it out. Like the baby needed this." And I needed to back my car out and mm. I needed to bring in the groceries for the neighbors. Mm. Like that joint, that's the buffer right there. The last woot gives you the last second to think, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like a shot clock, you know what I'm exactly. saying? Use that on use that on your wife next time. I'm gonna try. <laughs> Stay tuned for next week so we can figure out <laughs> how this plays out. <laughs> Do you think this makes me look fat? Nah, babe, you look, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Looking like a whole meal right now. Whoop, whoop. That's the sound of DCJ. (laughs) Straight like that. On a Labor Day weekend, three-day weekend, I'm chilling out. I got the sweet tea vodka. I don't know what you got, Boom Dynamite. Mm. But, I'm just going with this straight uh, Stella Artois. Okay. You know that sounds fancy. Mm-hmm. That sounds too fancy for Labor Day, really. You know. But that's all good. Because it's your boy, Cannon. And uh, this week, Boom, I got to take the mask off. Mm. So it's your boy, Brett. It's your boy Brad Ted Turner, man. If the chopper don't stop you, I'll just buy you. What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> mm. You know what I mean? CKA Dusty Rhodes Hayes, man. I'm the Golden Gator out this bitch. EKA Gat Tracker, man. The cowboy flies over your city packing the Thunderhawk, man. Don't you don't want to? You don't want it. You don't want it. You no, know you don't want that. You no, know you don't you want don't that. Want it. So, you know, I took the mask off. That's what I'm saying, Boom Dynamite. Mm. Well, it's your man, Boom Dynamite, a.k.a. Don Fon Dunk, because I'm smooth and that cake been covered. Mm. You know what I'm saying? A.k.a. I, I love my brothers, you know what I'm saying? This is, this is a, you know what I'm saying, the strong rebuild right now, you know what I'm saying? A word? Yeah. Hold AKA, up. Hold up. Who moved to Marcy? Are we, are we going to get to that? I th- a lot of people moved to Mars. Mm. I, think, I don't know if they had a, you know what I'm saying, a new sale on the on, on on two bedrooms, you know what I'm saying? But it's your man, you know what I'm saying, CK, the, the golden child, you know what I'm saying? Okay. 
CP probably somewhere staying secluded. You know what I'm saying? While me and you out here talking about Tywin Lannister and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and we always pay our debts. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the Golden Shell. You know what I'm saying? The movie, not Chris. Um, <laughs> CKA, Young Scrappy, do. You know what I'm saying? Mm, mm. Uh, you know, small young and always be barking all off in the comments and shit during the show. But when it's time for us to actually record, they always coming up short. You know what I'm saying? Oh, come on. You know what I'm saying? Come on. I got destroyed and rebuild it, man. I need, I need, I need my brothers back. You know what I'm saying? Um, DKA, you know what I'm saying? Remy Shan, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Haven't seen this man in, you know what I'm saying, weeks. I don't know if he's riding around the city on his bicycle, you know what I'm saying? He couldn't, he couldn't send us a message, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and lastly, FKA, you know what I'm saying? Kwame Award Torre, you know what I'm saying? Mm. I, I'm, I'm figuring he has to be an award Torre with, with, with him and his mans because I don't know where he's been at, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he, was down, he was down for this pro-black shit, then I just I haven't seen him again, you know what I'm saying? Wow. Wow. Can't hold your hand no more, Kwame, you know what I'm saying? You got to be a man. <laughs> Can't, you know what I'm saying? We're the strongest hood. We're the strongest hood, but it's only cowards that kill it. You mm. know what I'm saying? Scrap, get them dudes from around your circle. You know, get them unloyal dudes out your circles. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I love you. You know what I'm saying? We need unity. You know what I'm saying? Mm. DCJ, we gotta have unity. We gotta have you. They said that pod is over? What? The pod is over? Nah, nah, nah. We the strongest pod. Right. Wow. But I need my, I need my brothers, man. You know what I'm saying? Missing no it. disrespect to you, Cannon. You know what I'm saying? Because we hold it down. Hold like, it down. You know what I'm saying? The paperweight. You know what I'm saying? Right. Hold it down. But, but uh, yeah, man. Mr. Hood. I just put it in the chat right now. All of them moved to Marcy. Mm. Mm. Bitch, I'm seeing you, man. You doing your thing. I see the new shoes, suits, and the ring. Since when are you in the bling? A record supposed to leave like Reverend Dr. Anyway, boom, you know you know where you can't move to? What was that? Joel Osteen's church. <laughs> uh, if y'all haven't heard, which I'm sure everybody has by now because everybody has an opinion on it. Right. Joel Osteen did not open his mega 160,000 seat church during the Houston floods to shelter flood victims because, and Boom. Have you heard why he hasn't done it? From, uh, I, I didn't hear why he didn't, but I, I, I can assume why he didn't do it. Well, and that's what I was, I was thinking. Well, I'll, I'll tell you why he didn't do it. As he told Good Morning America, he didn't do okay. it because nobody asked him to. Okay. Let me, let me, let me hop in here, pause. You know what I'm saying? Do it, kid. Do it. Go in. Um, I think he, like, th- this has been terribly... Terribly, terribly, terribly mismanaged mm. um, by Joel Olstein, um, the entirety of the church, and whoever his handlers are. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like he just dropped the ball on this one. You know what I'm saying? To be, to be, to be quite frank. Now, in my mind, the reason why, if I was Joel Olstein, I wouldn't, you know, I mean, open the doors of the church. Or I'm not saying I wouldn't do that. I'm saying the reason that I could possibly see this happening, right? Um, you would then, you know, incur a lot of risk, you know what I'm saying, when that happens. You know what I'm saying? True. 
And if somebody gets hurt, you know what I mean, um, on your premises, if something malfunctions on your premises, you then would be held liable. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what I was thinking. You know what I mean? I was thinking about, you know, when people had to go to Superdome and, you know, um, they might have had disabilities and might not have been, you know, the the best environment for them. And they might have incurred more injuries or, or more illnesses because of the unsanitary you know, conditions there, maybe they didn't have clean running water. Right. That they could get sued and they would be held liable. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I get that. But as a mega church, you know what I'm saying, with thousands of practitioners, you can say, you know what? I just rented out, you know what I'm saying, three floors at the Red Roof Inn. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Out, you know what I'm saying, in Dallas. Like, you know what I'm saying, you get there. Or, you know what I mean? Like, the, the, the other things that could have been done. Right. I just feel like he he handled it really really poorly, and I'm thinking the only thing that makes sense to me is he didn't want to incur that liability, mm-hmm. which is why he didn't have people have those people into his church. But you know what? If he didn't want to incur that liability, I think the 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 overarching argument and problem with what transpired is the lack of transparency, because if he mm-hmm. didn't want to incur that liability. My man should have just said straight up, yo, I don't want to occur this liability. I saw what happened at the Superdome. We right. we took notes. We studied. We understand. We we felt like we were understaffed or undermanned or under or, or we didn't have the the um we didn't have the supplies to give to the victims. He could have came up with like 50 different reasons. Right. But he didn't say anything. And when asked, he said, nobody asked us to open. Right. Like, bro, son, are you kidding me? Yeah, that, that, that's, yeah, yeah. I think, um, like I said, if anybody on like, the church staff, you know what I'm saying, that has a Twitter account, you know what I'm saying, they, they should have all had a meeting and be like, look, how are we going to, you know, fix fix this? Exactly. And saying no one asked me, like, that's not the, that's not the thing. Exactly. You know I mean? And the other thing is, when he did that interview, if you watch the video, um, he may have been actually standing in a room. I'm not going to dispute that. But what it looks mm-hmm. like, it looks like a damn green screen from The Daily Show. Mm-hmm. Because in the background is mad diapers and, and supplies. But it just looked askew enough that it was like... You're not actually standing right there. Like the height, right. the height proportion to what's behind you, like the floor looks a little wrong, homie. Like that looks green screen. So, and then he did another interview where they where he actually was interviewed on the spot with uh with somebody else and his whole body language was weird. It was almost like he didn't want to be interviewed at that moment, but he had to turn it on. And mm-hmm. then and then boom dynamite. I don't know if you heard this because you're busy being father of the year this weekend. Um, Laura Osteen, I believe that's his wife's name. Uh, she was preaching. This, a video came out of her preaching and seems innocuous. She's preaching to the victims of Hurricane Harvey. I saw this. Yeah. And near the end of the video, they pass around the collection plate. So again, I I don't want to I don't know I, like you know what I mean I don't I don't want to be naive you know what I'm saying I just think that like I said 
I don't I don't think that I've been to a church service that that, that has not had a flexing plate. I think it was just going through the church service kind of protocol. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But having some sensitivity there, like you know what, these people lost everything. Like probably shouldn't do this. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. I, I don't know that. Like like. I think, like you said, common sense is just missing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, I, I, I don't... And, and the thing that, that makes me angry is the fact that, you know, the church that I go to, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Zion and Landover. Um, we actually had an open forum one Sunday and, and the uh, pastor was saying that, like, you know, with the age of, you know, the millennials, a lot of people are turning away from the church. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And... Attendance ship is way down. You know what I'm saying? I think people um, are having more personal spiritual uh, experiences than having, you know what I'm saying, like through through the church. And so purposefully, you know, my pastor tries to engage those people that are on the fence or those people that are not necessarily mm. churchy church people. Mm-hmm. So if you know this is the phenomenon, you know, throughout, you know, the, the, the world right now, this is a great opportunity for you as a church to bring more people into the fold. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is it. Like, when there was a natural disaster and you couldn't make sense of it. You know what I mean? You couldn't make sense of the world. Who did you have to go to? You right. You went to the church to get to get right. Exactly. And you dropped the ball. Like, it was just, it was just, it was just bad. Right. Like, oh, but all around. Her name is Victoria, by the way. I don't want to mess that up. Victoria Osteen. Um, so I think, so not only was it the lack of transparency as to why he didn't answer, it was also the deliberate lying when he said, I can't do it. It's flooded around the area. People actually went out there with live, you know, with their cell phones, live video walking around the church. Uh, not only that, but the hotel next door was doing gangbusters because people needed somewhere to stay. So they came to that hotel across the street. Uh, The highways were clear by it. Now, to be fair, if you are under six feet of water, you know, your whole living room is flooded out, your kitchen, like all of that's flooded out. You'd have lost so many possessions. I understand that for you, you may not be able to get there you may have lost everything and don't know where to start. And you're not thinking, oh yeah, I'm gonna go to that mega church where the Houston Rockets used to play. Like, that's fair. I understand that for the, for the individual. But as a, who, as a spiritual leader, as a guy who's supposed to be bringing the word of Christ to his parishioners, it's like, yo, you, you're kind of in a serious leadership role where you right. need to step up un like unprovoked and say, listen, you lost everything. My church is open for you, especially when other churches and mosques were doing it. If the fucking mattress guy is now like a hero in Houston because he let old people come in and sleep on the mattresses in the store. It's like you like all these people are doing it unprovoked and you're telling me that you got to be asked to do it when you're like one of the biggest names. Right. In right. in church business goings. Like, come on, Evangelical, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Come on, yeah. bro. And um, so I, I also understand the logistics. Like 
Maybe he didn't have the staff. Maybe the staff were uh, caught up in the flood. I get that. But my man has a $10 million mansion and his church does ridiculous numbers. You could probably have your staff like stay with you or at the church, like prepare like a little bit. Look, man, like I I agree with you a hundred percent. It's just that when you're in the the business of God, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Um, who had five loaves and two fish and and, and feed and fed? You know what I'm saying? Thousands. Like, right. where's the where, where's the faith? Where's the you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what? We're understaffed. You know what? We're not ready to take on. You know what I mean? Thousands of people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But guess what? You know what I'm saying? We're we're gonna do it, and we're gonna you know what I'm saying? Pray to God and ask that He sees us through this. Mm-hmm. Where's that at? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like my man could have at least, at the very least, did like a, like a Facebook live video. I know he got a studio in that ten million dollar mansion somewhere, bro. Like, pull up, pull up a chair in your studio, turn on your camera, set up Facebook live, and be like, "Listen, you may not have the power to see me right now, but I'm praying for you. I'm here for you. I'm going to do what I can for you." I cannot open my church right now, but I'm going to do what I can for you. Like, and that's what the, the, the one of the uh, the the reverends or you know secondary um, people in his administration were like, you know, we have the church had you know purchased rooms and looking at buying you know renting out condos and doing certain things, but he didn't say that. You right. know what I'm saying like. And he was like, you know, we, we, we place, you know, this many families in this part of town, you know what I'm saying, through through using mm-hmm. the church's money. Mm-hmm. But he didn't he didn't he didn't put that out there, you know what I'm saying? And I you know, maybe partially it's because like, you know, you don't want the whole all of Houston coming down like, yeah, we need a place to stay and I'm trying to, you know, pay pay, you know, different joints off. But um like I said, it, it was just really, really poorly handled. Right. From I don't from the motives to the lion to just, you know what I mean, controlling the press releases. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I strongly believe, like you said, someone that's Joel Osteen's, you know what I mean, status as evangelical, not even evangelical, just as like a a person in society. Like you talk about like, you know, the, the, the 50 most influential people in the, in the country. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He should have a team in place that, 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 you know what I'm saying? And I know, and I know, a lot of what he puts out is, you know, what I mean, I guess his uh, interpretation of what God has said or whatever. But he should have somebody in place to be like, you know what, this is this is how we're going to move and this is how we're going to handle this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Because the re- the reality of it is, we need you to still be influential and important so that you can save more people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that you can help more people, so that you can spread the 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 word through more people. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's that's the ultimate thing. So why isn't there they're not a team in place that says, you know what? I'm your publicist. Let me handle this one. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's not answering those questions. I am. And this is this and then third. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I want to play a little game with you real quick, Boom Dynamite. Okay. I got some tweets. Mm. And then we're going to get back on it because I got, I got another question I want to ask you. But uh, we're going to play real quick, a quick game of 
Joe Osteen or Joel Ortiz? So real name, no gimmicks, real name, no gimmicks. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you a tweet and you got to tell me if it's Joel Osteen or Joel Ortiz. Okay. You ready? Okay. All right. First one. You are perfect as you are. Yawa. That's Joel Ortiz. Ding, ding. You got it right. There's a simple phrase you have to get down in your spirit. God got this. Osteen. Osteen. Ding, ding, ding. You got it right. I'm in there. You got it right. Come on. Come on. Uh, I want that blender. I see it. You know what I mean? How you respond to a situation will influence those around you. Going back to Osteen on this one. That's Osteen. Ding, ding, ding. You got it right. You got it right. Uh, Scully season approaching. That's Yahweh. You You sure about that? Are you you sure? You want to... You, do you want to ch- you want to check with the audience? Or? It's our final answer, man. We're going Joel Ortiz. Mm. Mm. You're right. Ding 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 mm-hmm. ding ding. Uh, none of this is new except the cameras is everywhere. That's how I mean. Cameras is everywhere. Uh, uh, let me get it. Let me get it right. Let me go back and check. Uh, except the cameras everywhere. Mm. Olstein. I'm sorry, boom, dynamite. That's Joel Ortiz. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Uh, God uses people to push you to where you supposed to be. Where you supposed to be is definitely. I'm, I'm sorry, where you're supposed to be. Oh shit! See, see, man, is that is that Osteen? That's Osteen. Ding 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 ding. Okay, you got mm-hmm. that. You got that. Uh, two more. I got two more for you. Uh, what's the word of the day? That's the tweet. What's the word of the day? Is can I ask a clarifying question? Sure. Is there a capital W in that word? Uh, no, it's a lowercase W in the word word. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Ortiz. Ortiz, ding ding ding. You got that right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yahweh Why? versus the Yahweh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, here we go for the game. Okay. Just because somebody doesn't believe you can accomplish your dreams doesn't change doesn't change anything. Start encouraging yourself. That's a tough one. That's not a doesn't joke change. one. That's a tough one. Doesn't change anything. Encourage yourself. Just because somebody doesn't believe you can accomplish your dreams doesn't change anything. Start encouraging yourself. Is it yourself or yourself? It is yourself. I'm definitely going to go back to Olstein on that. That's Olstein. Ding, 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 ding. Bonus round. Bonus round. Mm, I got a bonus on, one man. for you. It's just one word. Okay. All right. Resilience. Going to Slaughterhouse. That's the Olsteins. Ding, ding, ding. Boom Dynamite. You know what I'm saying? Boom Dynamite. You know your Olsteins from your Ortizes. Yahweh versus the Yahweh. You know what I'm saying? Man. Yeah. Man, you did better on that quiz than I thought you would. You know what I'm saying? I'm like 90%, 91%. I get that. I like that. I like that. So, real quick, 
back to Osteen. Um, Tyler Perry donated money and defended him. How do you feel about that, Boom Dynamite? Tyler Perry? Yeah. I, I don't. I think you know what I'm saying. Like I said, I think that he had a great purpose. Like you said, being one of the 50, 25 most influential Americans is huge. Mm-hmm. And I think that people, there's there's value in that. And that's why I think, you know what I'm saying, your man Tyler would support him so that he could continue doing work, even though he had a, a mismanaged, terrible moment. Mm. I don't think this is like I think I think a lot of people like try to like just have a cynical view on religion, and when they see you know negative things happen, in the, especially you know in the church or involving people in the church, they just like up, oh, yep, told you I knew it. See, and it's just over. You mm. know what I'm saying? Mm. I don't think um, I don't think that's gonna be the legacy of, of Joel Osteen. Though. Nah. Well, I think that Tyler Perry is probably leading a cult, just like the uh, rumors say. And he real recognized real. And, you know, Joel Osteen, his tele his tele-evangelical following is almost, I don't want to say cult-like, but it's, it's rabid. It's like, if you say anything bad about Osteen, we're on your ass. It's almost like the damn beehive, bro. What is it? Wait, mm. hold up. Now I'm connecting the dots. What is it about Texas-based superstars and their fan bases? What is this about? I mean, it's just like they said, pause. Everything's bigger in Texas, bro. Let me just go for it. Mm. Fan bases are bigger. Nolan Ryan got a rabbit fan base. Mm. Mm. Russell Westbrook got a rabbit fan base. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He's Oklahoma. Uh, uh, This is your man, uh, uh, the franchise, the franchise didn't have a rabbit fan base though. Stevie yeah. franchise. What's that? I can't remember. That's that fucking rapper. <laughs> I lost it. Bun B. Bun B. Nah, new rapper. A new rapper from Texas. Yeah, he's from Houston. Uh Cardi B. Nice and um. Travis Scott? He's not a rapper. Oh, I'm sorry. Is he? I apologize. Is he a rapper? All right, so, so I know what I wanted to bring up. So that, that that's, that's here's the skirt. You know what I'm saying? Skirt. Recently this week, there's been some uh, uproar on the social medias, the social mediums and shit. Uh, media is plural, so media. Um, <laughs> in regards to a clip that was leaked from the new... Uh, Lonzo Ball, Big Baller. Ah, yes. Uh, Big Baller brand television show that they have coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, another side note on that. I don't know if you saw this, Cannon. Um, the son, the the second, the third one, LaMelo. LaMelo, first in, first high school player with his own sneaker deal. But they're saying that they, may, they, they might um, negate his eligibility to play college basketball yep. because at that point. Yep. You're getting paid for playing basketball. Yep. That's a, that's another we'll, we'll talk about that next week. That's a that's an interesting storyline. Mm-hmm. Um but anyway, um a clip was released um of this reality TV show where Lonzo Ball stated that 
No one listens to Nas anymore. Future Amigos are real hip-hop. He also said Nas is irrelevant. Oh, yeah, he's, Nas is irrelevant. No one listens to him anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, Migos and Future are real hip-hop. Kenan, um, when mm. you heard this, um, I'm assuming uh, your heart skipped a beat. So after you <laughs> um, had your Fred G. Sanford moment, you know what I mean? <laughs> what were your next uh, kind of thoughts and Okay, so I did speak to Elizabeth real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, she told me it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. You'll survive this one just like you survived before. <laughs> so I came back. Okay. Uh, thank you, Elizabeth. I appreciate you. Shout out to Elizabeth. Shout out to Elizabeth. Um. Okay, so it's confusing because... I saw somebody else say, well, he's just 18. And then somebody had responded to that tweet saying, yeah, but he put uh, Tupac in his top five and DMX. So he's like, he doesn't really, you can't really use the age thing on him if he's putting Pac in his top five. Um, I feel like he's probably being provocative just for the sake of being provocative uh i would also venture a guess that they grew up in in california right yep chino hills so for a young kid who is just now turning 19 uh, and not him specifically but just a kid right now who grew up in california who's turning 18 19 20 21 the formative years of your adult years you grew up without basically without Nas. You grew you were born in like 99. Bro, do you remember what Nas was dropping in 99? Yeah, I I, I I'm not I'm not gonna co-sign this, but I, I understand your argument. So <laughs> I see. Uh, so when you're born the same year that Nostradamus drops, and you're two years old when still Maddox drops, um to me it's like you should have enough love for the culture of hip hop to go back to 94 and listen to Illmatic and 96 and listen to It Was Written and even 98 and listen to uh, I Am and understand where Nas stands in history and his impact to hip hop. But on the same hand, on the flip side, I can really as as much as it pains me to say this i can understand him being born in 99 or whenever he was born and feeling like Nas is irrelevant because since he's been old enough to realize hip-hop he's been old enough to understand what's happening that in his time Nas has only dropped life is good and I mean, hip hop is dead was not really hitting for him and anything else is not really hitting for him except for life is good. And maybe even life is good. Wasn't that good to him? It was good to me, but maybe not to him. So I can understand where he's coming from. That being said, I think it's fucking dumb. <laughs> Thank you. Thank I think you. it's fucking dumb for somebody of his age and his father should have said something about this. If his father's up in hip hop, his father should have said, yo, son. Nas is a legend. Leave that alone. I think I think absolutely correct. And I think number one, 
I totally discount uh, the the age issue because mm-hmm. I feel like at a younger age, you and I both were discerning um, what was good and what wasn't. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying. Absolutely, and and, and, and past that, you know what I'm saying, and, and past that point, um, we had deference for what came before us mm-hmm. and moreover at a young age I still had an understanding of how those things that came before us that may not have been my aesthetic led to what I like now right and so like hearing like you know what I'm saying the message yeah broken you know what I'm glass like, everywhere people pissing on the street and know they just don't care and it's not necessarily the the bar laden, you know what I'm saying? You know, rapid staccato, boom, bap, da, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That that's my that's my feel, but I can understand how that leading to social commentary that is to, you know, the dark rap, the gangster rap, the you know what I'm saying, reality rap, right? That I love so much, right? I remember one of people that I really like like typify to me like old rap is like DMC. Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like the way that he raps, you know what I'm saying, is like ah, <laughs> to me. It's like <laughs> you know what I mean like it's not that he doesn't say shit, it's just that like I just it's so old and archaic to me. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Um but I I can listen to Walk This Way and see how that, you know, bridged, you know what I'm saying? For for rap to be commercial, you know, right? To be, you know what I'm saying? But counter, you know what I'm saying? Culture. So, but, like, like I think Pete Rock, Pete Rock put a tweet and he was like, you know what I mean? I, I love hip hop. Grew up listening to nothing but hip hop, but I never shit on Earth Wind and Fire. Right. You know what I'm saying like, right. like, like that, that. That's my point. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, you 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 will not catch me listening to you know what I'm saying? Like. Run DMC, you know what I'm saying, on heavy rotation. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, it's kind of like a novelty at like, this point. And I, yeah, and, and, I, and I won't say that, you know what I mean, it's irrelevant and whack. Like, you know what I'm saying, that that's that that wouldn't be my my modus of, you know what I'm saying, saying things. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? like, And and I want to also point out that we talked about uh, Lonzo earlier this year when he said that uh, the Issa album was better than Jay-Z's 444. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I think you know that's the issue. Like you know, what I'm saying like I think he doesn't know music. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, yeah. when we were fifteen, sixteen, you know what I'm saying, and like listen to Rock Him, and it was just like, yeah, this is dope as shit. Not like you know what I'm saying. No, I listen to Cannabis, or I listen to M, yeah, or I listen yeah, to yeah. you know what I'm saying. Like, like you might listen like, to Eric like, B. Rock- Eric B. is president. And vibe to it, but that's you know about saying? it. You're not like digging deeper, but and you're and you're not shitting on Rakim, like but you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, at the same time, like, you're not shitting on him. Yeah, you you know, like Rakim is irrelevant. Cannabis is way better. Like Eminem is way harder and has way more multi syllabic. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Rhyme schemes, like no, like Rakim is dope. Em is dope too. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, and that's my issue. You know what I'm saying? Like. I feel like fuck nineteen, like I said, it's fifteen, sixteen. We were making these decisions. Like I remember um 
seeing uh, the gas face video. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Get the gas face. And when, at the end of the video, when they bring out a, the, the plush hammer, you know what I'm saying? And then like MC Hammer gets the gas face. And it was like, I was way past that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. I, was, I was like 16, 17 years old. And I was like, yo, this is real. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, <laughs> they're talking about, you know what I'm saying, pop and, and people trying to exploit hip hop. And they're white, but they, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was, it was, just, it was just like, I feel it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And not like, you know, third base is whack, you know? MC Surge, son, like terrible. Like, no, it was like, I, like, I, I appreciate it. And the fact that he doesn't appreciate it and is making comments on it upsets me. Right. But I, I think at the same time, like, at that, okay. So I think that the, in, the, the internet has a factor in this because at that time, while we did have 56K and some lucky people had, you know, 144, and some even luckier people had DSL. Mm. Um, you know, for DSL joints, it was killing the game back. Yo, in the day. if you had son, if you had DSL, you were like fucking top of the mountain shit. Dog, you were like online gaming god. Yo, like, straight just, up, nigga, no lag. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yo, you downloaded a track from Napster in like five minutes. Yo, what? Like you, you crazy, son. I mean, the whole song? The whole song in five minutes, like a whole MP3? Oh, man. Damn, yo, it takes me like 15 minutes to download an MP3. Right. But You did did an album in two hours? Man, that's crazy. That's crazy talk. But for us, it's almost like back in, you know how back in the day, Beowulf is known as the oldest story in humanity. And that's Mm -hmm. because that story was passed down mouth to mouth, mouth to ear. Like, you heard it, you passed it on to your children, who passed it on to their children. At that time, because hip-hop wasn't on the internet, and the internet wasn't as fast as it is now, that hip-hop at that time was handed down. It was like, your pops may not tell you about it, but your older cousin will tell you about it. Or the old head in the neighborhood who's on it will tell you about it. So for us, Right. Yeah, gas face the the gas face video from third base was like silly and funny, but you also knew that they were dissing uh brand Nubian and that they were dissing MC Hammer and all those dudes. And then you knew Punk's jump up to get beat down was about third base. And that right. was passed down to you from the OGs who was in the game. And you also knew that MC Search helped Nas get on. Right. And that was passed down to you. So I think that the internet kind of plays a role in this where information comes at you so fast that in in, in one minute, you're listening to Future. And then the next minute, Future is old and you're listening to Designer. And then on the next minute, Designer's old and you're listening to something else. And then that's old. And now you're listening to Cardi B. And then Cardi B is right. going to be old in two weeks. And then you're going to be back to listening to, I don't know, somebody else, somebody new. Yeah, I mean, I agree. And I think another aspect of the internet that is also uh, underrated is the fact that, like, when commenting or when, you know, posting on the internet, like, you have to be, like, well, fucking sensationalized to yeah to get likes or to get responses. You got to have a saying? definitive statement. Yeah. 
know what I'm saying? It's got to be something to make you stop scrolling. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? And so people say a lot of big wild shit just to get, you know what I mean, likes or get mentions or to get, you know what I mean, like retweets. Like, so just saying something that spicy is just like, you know. Extra spicy. So KFC extra spicy. Nah, Future and Migos is real hip hop. Like, come on. Like, what are you saying, yeah. bro? Like, like for real, for real, because it's like, like, how, like, I think of breath. How long Amigos been out? <laughs> like, like, not for like. How long Amigos been Amigos out? Amigos been out for what? Four years. That's what I'm saying. So to say that that is like real or classical hip hop is like, are, are you 19? Like you only been listening to rap since you was 15? Like you, that's like you know what I mean. Like <laughs> you, you, you just started listening to rap in high school. Like that's that's how. Like, you know what I'm saying. But well, on the other side of this, boom, dynamite. Did you hear the did you hear about the statement that Little B put out? I saw that Little B. Little B is going for the listeners. Little B is going to curse uh Lonzo Ball and the LA Lakers this year if he does not retract his statement because in Little B's opinion, which is the correct opinion, right. is that Nas is a legend. How do you feel about that boom dynamite? I mean, little, little, little B does it for the culture. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, James Harden stole the cook-up dance. Mm-hmm. What happened? Mm, what what did happen on. to James Harden in the in the Houston Rockets? Put that curse on mm. James Harden has had all types of, you know, success individually. Hasn't got close to winning the chippers since that curse has been on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Little B the base guy. You know what I'm saying? Doesn't play like that. He don't. Yo, I used to not believe in the base God curse until I started paying attention to who he cursed and what happened. Mm-hmm. It's real, yo. Magic is real, yo. Right. Like you, I'm I'm sorry, you don't have a blue dragon to break down the wall of the little bee curse. That shit ain't happening. But uh I, I think ultimately. It's not really age that plays into it. It is internet access and how schizophrenic is your listening preference? Because for us, we would get a tape and we would listen to that tape for literally three, four, five months straight until we got the next tape. And now he can listen to Future and he can listen to Cardi B and he can listen to uh, Migos and he can listen to Travis Scott, and he can listen to this and that and this and that all at the tip of his finger by tapping on his screen. And it's like, he's not getting a chance. I sound like an old head right now, but he's not getting a chance to sit with something for like three months straight. And that be literally the only thing that you can listen to because your mama bought that tape for you. And that's the only tape that you can listen to until you had another special occasion for her to buy something else. But let me let me let me give you this also the second rebuttal. What's that? You know what I'm saying. He states that Amigos and Future are real hip hop. Right. You know to him, I think that, that's the tack on to him. Cause he act like Kendrick night out, like J Cole night out, mm. like, like Falora night out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I disagree on Wale, but mm. you know what I'm saying. I'm just saying there's people that you know what I'm saying that. That are doing it for the culture, like you know what I'm saying. Like, if, like, like, would you would you have felt a kind of way 
if he was like Nas is overrated, Kendrick is real hip hop. Mm. Mm. And he's from Cali too. Exactly. So why isn't he listening to Kendrick? But to that, I would say he is a basketball player. I'm not even saying young. I'm saying he's a basketball player to which if you're a basketball player and if, if his dad is any indication, he's practicing, you know, 15 hours a day, 16 hours a day, nothing but basketball. He might pull up a backseat freestyle every now and again, but for the most part, he's probably pay, playing some some hype, you know, 808s. So I would guess that he's not really listening to Kendrick like that, given his, given what he, how he grew up and what he grew up doing and how much he gets pushed by his father. I would say Kendrick is actually not an option in his household, which also may mean why Nas is not an option is Nas doesn't have anything that you can really ball to like that. I mean, you could ball to made you look, but that's about it. I mean, I understand. I just, I just, I mean, I think that, that shows where his mind is. Yeah. Well. Like, you know what I'm saying? Say Migos in the future. And it's like, you act like Cole hasn't been here your entire life. You know what right. I'm saying? When did them uh, Friday Night Lights drop? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Who that? Who that? You know what I'm saying? So he's been cranking the entire life. Or Kendrick, who's been popping, you know what I'm saying, for the last, you know what I'm saying, five, six years. Like, Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Boom Dynamite. As a father, you are doing the Lord's work. You have your son listening to Nas and... Jay-Z and Biggie and Tupac and DMX. I don't know how much DMX you actually play him. I don't I don't know if that's too appropriate. But certain DMX, certain. <laughs> but my question to you is, you've played all this for him. He's grown up in a house that knows about the boom bot, the boom bat. He knows about Pete Rock. He knows about DJ Premier and Guru. Um what if 10 years from now, he comes up to you and says, Dad, Lil M is real hip-hop. And I made up Lil M. I don't know who Lil M is, but it's Lil with the letter M. And, like, maybe some, uh, like, numbers and stuff behind it. But they just call him Lil M for short because you can't understand the full name. But what if he comes to you and he's like, Yo, Lil M exclamation point tilde is real hip hop. What you played for me, Nas, that's not real real hip hop. How do you feel? I mean, you gotta you gotta You gotta understand, like, you know what I mean? A lot of the references they're not gonna get, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're not gonna know about RC of Vegas, you know what I'm saying? Not gonna know about, you know what I'm saying, fucking movie references, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it, it it loses some of you know what I mean the lust you know what I'm saying right. Um, well, I mean there's joints like you know what I'm saying there's there's certain joints like I feel like you play Undying Love you know what I mean you don't really need you know what I'm saying no other understanding but this is a genius like right. that's, that's it right like you know what I'm saying like that's just it you know what I'm saying 
swinging slow and slow. And on the last thing, I know there was a G6 string and I heard laughter. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's just that, that's, you know what I'm Story saying? raps. Right. That's crazy. H-Town Low, that's down low. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, right. you know, it's just crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yo, what, um, what if young I, what if young Joey came to you and said the diplomats is whack? That's gonna hurt me. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, I I, you gotta, I gotta find some joints I can play, and I got joints that you can play for them that that, that they they would have to be able to get. Like you know what I'm saying? Do you, do you understand what this is happening? Like you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> this is this is what we're doing out here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Koofy coming off your head. This is what's happening right now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm I'm gonna feel offended. I'm not gonna lie to you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Are you gonna disown your if you if your son came up to you and said Supreme Clientele's whack? Are you gonna disown him? I'm gonna tell you this is this is real, man. This is crazy. They're talking about this. This is shit actually happened today. What? Wait, what? You know what I'm saying? No, no. Check check this out. So, um, not to get too far into the joint, but because you know what I'm saying. Talk about what, what you've been listening to, but um, I was in the whip. And I was playing, uh, you know, Victory. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And uh, Kim's in the car. You know what I'm saying? Young Joe's in the back. Mm-hmm. And as that uh, second verse, Biggie about to go in. I said, Joseph, this is the greatest verse in hip hop history. Mm. Oh, that's an argument right there, Boom Dynamite. We're gonna have to put a pin in that. I don't know what the fuck you talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Second, like, sec, second verse of Memory Lane. But we we, uh, we can talk about man, that. Man. 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 All right, man. No. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. I was like, this is the greatest verse ever written. Greatest rapper of all time. And then Joey was like, oh, this is Biggie hypnotized me? I was like, no, this is like Biggie, but it's, it's, it's not the hypnotized joint. Mm. And uh, Joe was like, "Yes." Yeah, uh, she's like, "He's like, this is your favorite song. It's not everybody's favorite song." And I was like, "Yes, it is." <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Kim, then uh, he was like, "Mom, is is this your favorite song?" And she was like, "No, it's a really good song. But it's not my favorite." And he was like, "Yeah, it's not my favorite either." And I was like, "Oh, hold on." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, "Hold up, hold fast." You know what I'm saying? This is the greatest of all time, right? Here. Listen. And I had to rap it to him because we drove to Safeway. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And But it hurt. But it hurt, though. But, but what was his reaction after you rapped it to him? It wasn't, it, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't melodic enough for him. I say he's on that biggie, biggie, biggie. You can't he's see, on the pop see, joint. That's a little more... You know what I'm saying? Where my niggas is at? He wasn't really, wasn't really fucking with me. Mm. But, 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 he, but, but he's fucking with your daughter side up in the Brooklyn basement. Yeah. <laughs> Face it. <laughs> Not guilty. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> wow. Yeah, we're going to have, we might, that might be a debate. Memory lane, second verse. Man, versus victory second verse. Oh man. Uh, okay. Put a pin in that. 
so Boom Dynamite, speaking of uh, finessing the verses, <laughs> let's talk about finessing. Man, this is amazing. Like, this is literally amazing. Like, let's, let's go ahead, Boom Dynamite. Tell no, people no, no, what's amazing. I, I just, I'm baffled. Tell them, tell them, tell the people. I, I looked at my phone twice. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, wait, 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 no. Like, no. This is not what happened. Is this, is this what happened? What happened? Your man Brock Oswaller. You know what I'm saying? Brock. He's back on the Brock. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> back in, in Denver, right? Mm-hmm. Not, not like, like it's, it's not even, it's, that's crazy enough. Because he was named the, the, uh, the starter in uh, fucking Cleveland. Sure was. And they were like, you know, he's really shown a lot in the offseason and the OTAs. He's been killing it. The passes have been crazy. We're really excited for the Brock Osweiler, you know what I'm saying, joint to begin. And then he gets, then he goes to the Broncos. And you're like, what, what, what happened? So that's crazy already. Who do you think would pay him, you know what I'm saying, to play for the Denver Broncos? Who? Who like I'm saying, like you, you would you would assume that John Elway and the Denver Broncos would have to give him a check to play in the Broncos, right? You would think. Like your job pays you. You know what I'm saying? My job pays me pretty well. My job pays me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The Cleveland Browns are paying <laughs> Osweiler to be a Denver Bronco. How much, boom? Dog, like, 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 we gotta go step by step, dog. Like, dude, dude, how is that not ridiculous? <laughs> like, like, could you imagine if you got a check not to play for the Phillies? Like, know what? You know what I'm saying? We saw you swing at the curveball cannon. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's not working out. How about if you just never play baseball again? We give you this other job. <laughs> But like, bro, that would be like you. Like, that would be like wherever you teach, they release mm-hmm. you. And then you go and work for another school across town and still get a majority of your check from the other school that just released you. And also, right. also the school that you were at before that one mm-hmm. gave you like $2 million. Right. Because you because because you taught at the school that you just went to, you taught there for half a semester. So they got you mm-hmm. for two million off of that, and right. then dropped you. And then another school picked you up. Wait, 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 wait. First off, you're forgetting the fact that when I went to that when I when I left that first school, you know uh-huh. what I'm saying all my kids failed. You know what I'm saying <laughs> that, that, that other school, like you know what I'm saying there was no passing grades. You know what I'm saying right, and then. I got picked up by this other school, you know what I'm saying? For $2 million. And they were like, you know what? You know what I mean? This is going to be great. Mm-hmm. And they said I was going to be like the lead teacher, tenure, all that. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you know what? We're going to send you back to your first school and pay your salary times $16 million. <laughs> no, he's getting $16 million from the Cleveland Browns to play for the Denver Broncos. Yeah. Which is the only team he's ever been okay at because he only played fucking like six games. But here, no, boom. But here's the serious rub. 
Here's the serious rub. Pause. He's not getting paid by the Texans, by Houston. He's not getting paid this year by them. However, his old salary still counts against their cap. $9 million, bro. bro. Come on. He still counts $9 million against their cap, and they're not paying him a dime. That's that's how much he finessed the system. That's how much he finessed the plug. Bro, I mean, he, he got all the extra drugs. So, so the joint is, and, and, and let's, let's go all the way back. Like, so he was in Denver, you know what I'm saying, played a couple of games, had, had, you know, moderate success. But you all know, if you watch football, Denver has an amazing defense. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? All-time defense. And all they needed was somebody to manage the game. So the Houston Texans gave up the booty. You know what I'm saying? It was just like. Raw dog. We'll give you all this money. You know what I'm saying? Come fuck with us. And Osweiler really had no choice. Like, he's like, I can be in, you know, Denver. I don't know if Peyton Manning's coming back or not. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, what that's going to be like. Or I can mm-hmm. get the bag and play in Houston. Mm-hmm. Went to Houston. Sucked. You know what I'm saying? Got released. Picked. Oh, no, got traded um, to, to Cleveland. Who were gonna release him? Um, had quarterback trouble with Robert Griffin. You know what I'm saying? Right. And uh, kept him on. Apparently, like I said, this summer he's where he was killing it. They said he was gonna be the starter. And then got traded to the uh, Broncos. And no, he he got let go. He got released. He got waived. Browns. Yeah, he got waived by the Browns. Excuse me. And still on the hook for his contract and. Playing for a different team. Mm-hmm. So that's what we call a finesse move. If you had to come up with an like all-time finesse team members, who do you think would like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like this like the starters. Finesse squad. Okay. So my first pick for the all finesse team. Well, all right. We're assuming that Brock Osweiler is the number one pick of the all finesse right, team. Right. right. No, he is. No, he definitely is. So Barring that, my number one pick after Brock Osweiler is very close to my heart because he played, well, played is the wrong word. He sat on the bench of the Philadelphia 76ers for a whole year. He did not play one minute of Mm. basketball. Was he Australian? He was not Australian. He was not Australian. He came by way of the L.A. Lakers. Mm. He was a center. He was supposed to be the missing piece that took the 76ers to the next level, which is championship. That guy's name is Andrew Bynum. Mm -hmm. He came to Philadelphia and he signed a mega contract, damn near max, and did literally nothing but sit on the bench with his hair half done. Mm-hmm. He went bowling on mm-hmm. his off days. He went dancing on his off days. Came to the came to the gym. He would practice about five minutes, and then that'd be it. He had to ice his knees down. And you know what happened? He got released the next year. 
And we had to pay him money to go away. So my first pick, Andrew fucking Bynum. Boom Dynamite, who are you adding to this team? I'm going to go with um, a New York Nick. Okay. This guy uh, was extra light-skinned. Made, <laughs> made a pretty big shot. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Put the Knicks into the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. That's Allen Houston. Mm. Okay. Allen Houston. Okay. Contract was so voluminous that uh, he was still getting paid by the New York New York Knicks like six years after he retired. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> at at one time, like the New York Knicks were paying like five people that weren't even on the staff anymore. It was like Charlie Ward, Allen Houston, Isaiah Thomas. You know what I'm saying? It was just mad people that they just got rid of, but had to honor their contracts. Mm-hmm. And Allen Houston made an ungodly amount of money. Um, <laughs> trying to find the, the exact uh, the exact tonnage of it, but uh, and they were they were caught paying for it. Mm. It's, it's 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 number one of the NBA's worst contracts of all time. Because mm. um, they were definitely left on the hook for millions. Mm. Well, let me let me add on to this team, Boom Dynamite. Okay. And I'm going to stick in line with what you said about contracts and dead money. And this guy, he's a finesser, but not in the bad way. Not not in the Andrew Bynum. I'm not paying a I'm not playing a, a minute for you. Not in the Brock Osweiler. I I play, but I suck, and yet you're still going to pay me. No, 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 no. This guy was a legit player. Boom Dynamite, he plays for one of your teams, or played for one of your teams, the New York Mets. And he celebrates a certain day every year. He celebrates July 1st, which is Bobby Bonilla Day. Bobby Bonilla, the shades. Every uh, July 1st, Bobby Bonilla gets paid $1.19 million. Why? Because the Mets paid him money to go away. They uh they deferred money on one of his big-time million-dollar contracts. However, here's the finesse. Mm-hmm. The finesse is he put a 5.1 percent interest rate on his contract. How about that, bro? Wow. So let me break it down. And I think I got the interest rate wrong, but let me tell you why. The Mets owed, and this is from ESPN, the Mets owed Bonilla $5.9 million for the $2,000 season, and they didn't want him. So they negotiated with his agent I'm sorry, it wasn't 5.1. That was Daryl Strawberry. They negotiated with Bobby Bonilla's agent at an 8% annual Uh. interest rate. Uh. So starting in 2000, that added up to that $5.9 million contract at 8% annual added up to 
$5.8 million. The first installment of that came July 1st, 2011. So every year, they pay Bobby Bonilla $1.19 million. Now, bro, tell me that's not a finesse. Yeah. That's a finesse. But he was actually a good player. Like, I have, I mean, we're old school, so we have baseball cards. I have Bobby Bonilla baseball cards because he was the truth at one point. Him, Daryl Strawberry, Doc Gooden. Like, I hated the Mets because they're New York. But I had to respect them because they won the fucking World Series, bro. Right. So, like, shouts out to Bobby Bonilla. He finessed on the right way. Man, that was like 92, 94. Mm, yeah, yeah. So who else are you adding to this team, Boom? You got one more? I got. I definitely got one more. And um, this, is, uh, this is very near and dear to my heart. Mm. You know what I'm saying? This may be the finesse of the century. Okay. I think it's the I think it's the finesse of our lifetimes. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Mm. And um he's probably be the captain of the finesse team. Okay. That's uh Jimmy Johnson, you know what I'm saying? Mm. When he traded um with the Minnesota Vikings for mm. um, Herschel Walker. The Herschel Walker deal. Man, oh this, man. Let me let me can I let me get speak some history. Please, please, please you know do. So basically, you know what I'm saying? Uh Cowboys were some shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I think we're one in sixteen with quarterback Troy Aikman. We, only thing we had was Herschel Walker. They were putting people in the box. And if you know anything about Herschel Walker, Herschel Walker is a beast. Mm-hmm. Uh Physical specimen, never lifted weights, push-ups, sit-ups, you know what I'm saying? Just crazy. What do you, you, I already did like 1,200 sit-ups a day, you know what I'm saying? 1,500 push-ups, you know what I'm saying? Just stupid. But, um, so we traded him to the, to, to the Vikings. Um, and we got a player back in, um, got five different players back. And the option in the, in the trade was for, to keep that player, if we kept him, would be that player. Or if we cut him, he didn't make our team, we would get a draft pick uh, commensurate with that player's skill ability. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So um, we draft these players and, and then cut them all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and what that uh, really did was give us double draft picks at every stage of the draft. Man. Um, and that's when you get the Michael Irvins and, you know, uh, Troy Aikman. I mean, not Troy Aikman, uh, Emma Smith. And we just build our dynasty. You know what I'm saying? Because we had these picks. That was the finesse of our time, dog. And, like, you know what I'm and, saying? That was and the boom, greatest. Like, what happened to Herschel Walker? Herschel Walker uh, kind of broke down. Actually, came back to the Cowboys. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that? After that, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Brock Osweiler. Came back home. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bro, how you get traded and do nothing but break down? Meanwhile, the team you got traded from builds a championship caliber team that damn near was a dynasty. dynasty. A dynasty. Man, oh man. Shouts out to Jimmy Johnson, man. But boom dynamite, I'm I'm trying to top you. That's a hard one to top. I have a contender though. Okay. His name is John Sally. 
Mm. Let's talk about you want to talk about finesse? Oh man. Let's talk about a guy who who legit was a legit baller in the in the late 80s, played for the Detroit Pistons. Right. He played on the Bad Boys team that won back-to-back championships in 89 and 90. Awesome. Fantastic. Great for you. However, John Sally was then traded to the Miami Heat when the Heat were nothing. They had Alonzo Mourning, but they had very little else, and nothing worked. He was then sent to the Toronto Raptors, where, again, Toronto was a new team in 95, and they did nothing. He negotiated a buyout of his contract, right? So what do you do in 1996 when you are an unrestricted free agent and you can sign with any team in the world, Boom Dynamite? What team would you go to in 1996? New Jersey, nah. Nah, you wouldn't go to New Jersey. You want to win a championship. Right, you know what I'm saying? When I go to the left coast, you know what I'm saying? When I go back to, you know what I'm saying? You could go left coast. But you know where I would go? Chicago. Oh, 96, yeah. Trippin', yeah. Definitely would go. Josh Sally went and signed with the Chicago Bulls and as a bench-playing center, won a championship. Yeah. He then retired, probably. <laughs> Cause he played on the 72 win team, bro. Like after that, you're like, I got my well, I got my group. third championship. I barely did anything. I'm chilling. Mm-hmm. So he retired. He came out of retirement in 96 and played in uh the Euroleague, which is cool. So but then he left that. He came back to America and in 1999, boom dynamite. Right. This is post-Jordan. What team would you play for post-Jordan? This is also after Shaq has been traded to L.A. That's what I'm saying. Isn't that the West Coast? This is the West Coast. Boom, that's the joint. I saw, I saw the joint. I saw I saw a, a documentary of the joint, 30 for 30 or some shit. I can't remember where mm-hmm. it was. He was like, I called Phil Jackson. And I was like, y'all, y'all be all right, but y'all need some veteran leadership. Y'all need me. He's like, I called him like every day. And then finally got on the team. He got on the team in the year 2000. What happened then? <sighs> was that, was that, was that us or was that y'all? Because it was, that's, that's all it was. It was, it was just was it, Jersey or Philly. Yeah, it was. I'm, I'm pretty sure that was the year that, was that the, was that? No, 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 you're right. That was the, uh, that was the Pacers. Now, it was just us. The, the three of the joint, we went twice, and y'all went once. No, I'm looking at it right now on Wikipedia. It was uh the Lakers and the Pacers in 2000. Mm. It was 2001 was Philly. That was the Iverson year. But Jason Kidd and Don't Sleep on Van Horn, we went. No, I mean, no. I, yeah, I'm definitely not doubting that. But that year and the year 2000, the Lakers beat the Pacers in the finals giving John Sally four championship rings in three Mm. different decades. And Mm. two of those rings were, eh, the other was Illmatic. Mm. Play with Isaiah, with Jordan and Kobe. Can you, bro, 
that's a finesse. That's a finesse. Jackson, like, yo, you need me. You need some veteran leadership. Sign me, sign me. Chipper. (laughs) He then went on to be, as we know, somewhat of a minor actor. He hosted his own talk show. He was on various sports talk shows as a regular. I mean, the guy is damn near the Donald Trump of basketball. Like, at one point, he was doing it big, for real, and now it's pretty much all talk. Uh, Should we give, like, a kind of shout-out to Shaq for joining Miami and then uh, and then Cleveland? Yeah, I mean, but it didn't work out, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Cleveland, but uh, you saw, like, you saw what it was, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he clearly saw, fuck, you know, fuck Kobe. I see this kid down here, you know what I'm saying? Miami's doing some things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right with him. I see this kid in Cleveland, but it's too late. Shaq was, Shaq was just, you know what I mean? He was just out there. Right. So, but it's funny though, as we talk about it, I'm realizing that most of our finessers came from the NBA. Right? What does that say about the NBA? That's what it is now. I think. I think. I think. Uh, I saw a joint. Uh, Kevin Durant interview was just talking about like this is at this time the players have so much you know what I mean power. Mm-hmm. Like you know Tim Hardaway Jr. Cleveland up there seventy million dollars like for what? You know? like, <laughs> this contract is dumb, stupid, bro. Like it's crazy. Yeah, especially um, with that new TV deal, it's. We're going to get a whole bunch of add-ons to the finesse team in a couple of years because all of these stupid, dumb max contracts that the that the teams have to give out so that they stay above the floor is D, D Wade's contract in uh, Chicago um, that twenty four million dollars a year and they don't got shit going on. You know what I'm saying like. <laughs> Like he left Miami because they wouldn't give him a homage contract. He was like, I've been here, I built my career here, you know, I bought championship, I bought Bron here. Give me the bag, let me go out on top. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, we're trying to stay relevant. Chicago was like, you're from here, you know what I'm saying? We'll give you the money, come on, we'll be dope. He's old as fuck, though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he's been like, you know what I'm saying? And he's been like old man in the uh, fucking locker room. Like, right. Why don't you go practice on? Y'all need to do more chin-ups at the fucking practice facility <laughs> and shit. You know what I'm saying? And he fucked the team up. Jimmy Butler left like, and he still got to pay his money. Think about getting bought out. They want to buy out his $24 million contract. They can play wherever he wants, but still get paid by the fucking Chicago motherfucking Bulls. Amazing. Amazing. Um, the opposite of a finesse is definitely um, John Carlos Stanton mm. getting paid the biggest contract in baseball history. And then he's on pace right now to break the home run record. Like, Crazy. that's the opposite of a finesse. That's like you getting paid exactly what you're supposed to get paid. Yeah, and I, and and it's crazy, and, and and the crazy shit to me is it's just like, I hope he's not on steroids. That's all I keep saying. Uh, it's like, you know what I mean? That's all I keep saying. Like, 
Man, if it comes out that John Carlo is on steroids, bro. Because, Kenny, let's be real. Like, you know what I'm saying? Even like the most casual of baseball fans, you remember fucking Sosa McGuire. And it was literally like this pace. Yeah. Like, oh, he hit another one. And we were watching like, you know every saying? game. Like, oh. like, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like they were hitting like three home run games. It was just like, oh, he hit another one. Like, like in a, in a four game series, they hit three. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, and you know, you know what I mean? All these motherfucking games in baseball. So it's like, yeah. And he's got 70 fucking home runs. <laughs> that's, what, that's what this reminds me of. And the only thing I think of is like, please don't just blow me on steroids. Right. Please. Please. Please let this be, be real. It's, especially since the steroid dude was in Miami and that's where A-Rod was going to get his butt shots. Right. It's like, oh man, don't do this to us. And he and he turned up after fucking uh, All Star break, like you know what I'm saying. Yeah, he like, did. It wasn't even like, like he was in a, you know what I'm saying, the top ten of home runs before that. But then it was just like after that, it was just like, nope, let's go. Mm-hmm. Like let's let's go. You know what I'm saying? Man, yeah, let's hope. Because so, well, shout out to Aaron Judge who fell off a fucking cliff, hit the rookie wall. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if it does come out that he's on steroids, though, add him to the finesse team. They got a power hitter. Yeah, they, they always did. Well, let's move on to making a difference with your power. And let's talk about as our black business of the week. Unique Studios. Let me tell you about them. They're they're a comic book studio in Africa. So the founder and uh, creative director is Roy. And um, Unique Studios is home to some of the most eclectic superhero comics, graphic novels, and animation And they're literally crazy about superhero comics and stories in general. So that's their passion. So what they have is they have a a, a superhero comic named uh, Exo, The Legend of Wale Williams. And they're trying to attempt to do something that hasn't been done, which is create superhero stories based on diverse characters from parts of the world that that don't get enough attention. So I bring up EXO for a reason. You can actually read chapter one on their website right now. 4D free. Free? 4D free. 99? So you can read 100 plus pages. It's not only the first two chapters of EXO, but you can also read uh, Malika and Windmaker for free right now. So all you got to do is go to uniquestudios.com. Download EXO Chapter 1 and 2 for free. Download Malika and Windmaker free. And, like, the 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 drawing is ridiculous. Like, the, the artwork is crazy. It rivals Marvel and DC. Like, it's it's wild. Um, you can down, you not, not download, but you can order Windmaker, The History of Attila, for 19.99 get that sent to you 
You can subscribe for updates and to read those free chapters, put in your email, sign up. They go to all the comic book festivals. And this is a black comic book maker that you can support right now. $20 gets you the hardcover. hardcover. Mm, You get that for your kids. Get that for yourself. If you're a comic book head, the stories are off the hook. The art is berserk. Like, get that. Uniquestudios.com. Shouts out to them because I'm a comic book head and I, I love supporting comic books like that. Mm. So uniquestudios.com. All right. Now, boom dynamite. It's so weird because like right now we'd be like halfway through our Game of Thrones joint. Right. And we ain't got no Game of Thrones to talk about. Right. It's crazy. But uh, no dragons. At this moment is when we talk about what you've been listening to. Well, I've been in a joint, man. I've been in, fell back in a time capsule. So did I. I got something for you. I got caught in that that bad boy era. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, I let that no way out. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Run. Now it's on on the hot track, melt like it's hot wax. Put it out, all the stores bet you can shop that. Leave a nigga with a hot hat, fronting like bad boy ain't got tracks. Nigga, stop that. Might be classical. It might be. There's 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 there's, there's flame, like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, there's fire, big like, time. Like there's great classical timeless joints on it. I mean. Just victory by itself, Benjamins, those two, yeah. like, you have those two on the same album. And then, Been Around the World, uh, Is This the End? Man. Uh, the Locks, I Gave You Power. Oh, man. Do you know where you're going to? Do you like the things that life is showing you? Like, like it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, listen to that. Senorita? Listen to Man. Like all these are off the top of my head. I'm not looking at the track list right now. I just know these joints. No way, that was a joint. Like uh, it's it just had, had had joints. Yeah. Um, and again, you know how I feel about victory, but um, then listen to that Mace joint. You know what I'm saying? Oh man. Yo, I be that young fly fellow, got that road, dive with the Nero, hit everything in the trap barrel, and I'm the newest member of the bad boy team, and I'ma bring this nigga puff mad more cream. Why you always looking at me? <laughs> Why my girl standing here? You know what I'm saying? It was just, it was just play a hater. You know what I'm saying? It was just a lot of PhDs, play a hater degrees. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mason spit. You know what I'm Boom saying? Boom dynamite. If you had 24 hours to live, just think. Where would you go? What would you do? Man. Who would you screw? Come on. The video there on the fanboat, dog. They told us everything I wanted, man. <laughs> dog. His joints. What? Me trick what? Lace who? That ain't what Mace do. And got a lot of girls that would love to mm. replace you. I'll tell it to your Facebook. Mm. Not behind your back. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a bar. That's a bar. You know what I'm saying? Me Lace who? That's not what <laughs> Mace. I'll tell it to your Facebook. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Come on, man. You know Why saying? you want to hurt Mace? Why you really want to make him cry? Yeah, 
I mean, like, yeah, Jersey fucking Hersey niggas ain't worthy to rock my dirt. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Man. Ours, man. Shout out to Mace, man. Murder Mace. Shout out to that whole era. You know what I'm saying? Uh, man, it's crazy. That's crazy. I, rem- I remember, uh, I think I was dating myself seventh grade. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when, I, when I heard, um, don't push us because we're close to the edge. We're trying not to lose. Uh, <laughs> and I, and that changed everything. That's real. You know what I'm saying? That's real. That's when it's, it, just, it, just, it, just, it was just over. You know what I'm saying? And it was bad boy. It was East Coast. It was us versus y'all. It was mm-hmm. just that, that. That was when everything just changed. Mm-hmm. And uh, shiny suits. You know what I'm saying? Play like play. Niggas hating on me. Everybody hating on you because you shining. You know what I'm right. saying? It was just that was it. Man, that. I mean, and just the fact that for us it was like Biggie was bad boy. There's no bad boy without Biggie. Biggie's dead. What are you going to do? And the first things they do is Mace, the locks, Black Rob, mm-hmm. um, freestyles, mixtapes, sick the singles. Uh, they had little Kim along for the ride, even though she wasn't signed to Bad Boy. It was no like it was like you guys are supposed to be losing right now. 112 total. Like, you guys should be losing because mm-hmm. Biggie's dead. But you're not. Like, that shit was crazy, son. Mm-hmm. That whole era. Shout out to Biggie. And did, have you watched the uh, documentary? Can't Stop, Won't Stop? I have not watched it yet. I'm, I, I need to sit down. I might do it tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. I need to watch that too. I hear it's really good, though. And just to revisit that time, man. Man, we old, yo. Trying to tell you, man. I remember that yeah, when, when we started seeing people wear platinum, you know what I'm saying? Little jackets, like they had aluminum foil. Right, you know right. Saying? Everybody wanted to be real shiny and puffy. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Everybody had to have the, the big bubble coat. You know what I'm saying? You had to have the, you know what I'm saying, the Doc Martens or something with some shiny on it. Some patent leather J's. You had to say something with some, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I will say, uh, that era of bad boy is the reason I love fitted hats mm-hmm. and Mace and Puffy introduced me to the fitted hat because mm-hmm. they rocked it in all their videos. At that point, Jay wasn't on the fitted hats yet. Nope. Uh, Mace and Puffy were on the fitted hats. And once I saw those, I was like, wait a minute. Is that a red New York Yankees hat? They do that. Wait a minute. Okay. Is that a Royal blue Yankees hat? Okay. Yeah. Hold up. Yeah. I went down to my to my local lids and I started seeing all these colors of fitted hats. Yeah. And it was a wrap from then. I've worn fitted hats ever since then. Mm. So I, I definitely credit the uh, Puff Daddy bad boy era of music video. Shout out to Hype Williams, of course. Shout out to G-Dip. You know he was already on Fish and Spaghetti. You know what I'm saying? Hold your head. But, uh, 
Man, in that vein, Boom Dynamite, let me tell you what I've been listening to. Okay. It's a Labor Day weekend. Right, it is. So that means it's a weekend for, you know, hype music, whatever, whatever. Okay. Cookout music. I've been listening to the best of DJ Clue freestyles. Mm. Part one and part yeah. two. Rockefeller style. Jigga. Behind the tap. Sauce, motherfucker. Dang, did that. Coming through. Freestyle. About crime no more. I'm no more. Cause I'm so raw. My flow exposed holes that they find in your heart. Bless me. For real, if you know you ain't gonna bless me. Bite your tongue like epilepsy. Cause if it ain't so good, it's not it's not an official DJ Clue mixtape, but it is sanctioned by DJ Clue as these are the best of DJ Clue freestyles. Throw the link up. You know I'm gonna throw that link up, bro. Come on now. Um, so you got old Mace, Locks, Biggie, Jay Z, Nas, Cameron, Coc. Uh, it's it's uh, you still got and but you got also got the newcomers at that time, Paul Kane, Joe Button, Fabulous, the Triangle Offense. Uh, Buster Rhymes, Lloyd Banks, 50 Cent. It's got classic freestyles on there. It's got the classic Nas, Eye for an Eye freestyle. Mm. Uh, the classic Jay-Z and Sauce Money over the Benjamins. Yep. Um, classic Mace. Uh, man, it's uh, uh, LOX, chest to chest, back to back, Glock for Glock. It's got that on there. Um, and it's it, like I said, it's got newer, newer joints like Jada Kiss over Fiesta, and like it goes from mid ninety mid nineties to early two thousands when Clue finally kind of gives up on mixtapes. I mean, Cannabis is on there a few times. Nori, um, it's got that classic, uh, uh, Mace Cameron and Card Cardan. Mm, and Noriega, shouts out to Cardan, and then Nori, Iman Thug, and Tragedy is on there. Like it's just boom dynamite. It's 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 classic. It's classics. I need that back to back. So DJ Clue freestyles. You can find that on on that piff. But you know, as you're listening to this episode, I'm gonna it's the link is gonna be in the show notes. You gonna see that immediately and be like, oh yeah, I need those DJ Clue freestyles. So that's what I've been on. And now to wrap it up earlier than usual, because we have no Game of Thrones. Sorry, people. Uh, we on iTunes, Google right. Play, right? Stitcher, because it's updated. TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio. I told y'all we submitted to Spotify and I'm looking at the email right now. I'm I'm refreshing. We ain't got nothing. Okay. Not no no news. But we we trying to get in there. They uh, want us. They just don't know they want us yet, but they want exactly. us. Exactly. You know That's what I've been trying to say. We on pod directory, popping. Just search for Defcon Jive. You're gonna find us. You know us. Um, yo, it's getting to be that time. You better get your ticket for Howard Homecoming. 
because the boys are going to be in effect at Taco Tuesday on a Thursday. T-Tot. You know uh, We're going to be in effect at the pajama party. Pajama jammy jam. You know what uh, we're trying to get we're trying to get some other things happening, but we definitely going to be at the tailgate. You know us. You know um, us. We try and be everywhere. Uh, if you want us to come to your party, email okay. us podcast at defconjive.com or add us on Twitter at DCJ Podcast or on Facebook. Search for the Defconjive Podcast. Like, we everywhere, Boom Dynamite. Why aren't they paying us yet? Because they ain't never there. You know what I'm saying? Bro? We, they we need to pay us, everywhere. though. Boom Dynamite. You know what, what the fuck? I'm trying to get this money, man, so I can quit my job. Do this. They know they need us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and before we go, Boom Dynamite, right. one final shout-out to the HU football team yes. for upsetting what? ULV. What? The biggest point spread upset in the history of college sports gambling, yo. We were supposed to, this spread was 45. I'm 45 saying. point spread, bro. Uh, and the winning that joint by three, like, we out here, boy. We know out here. Shouts out to Kaylin Newton. Yeah. Shouts out to the team, to the coach. No, like, could you imagine, like, coming coming back to the, to the booty one one time? Like, <laughs> it's over. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's a wrap. Man. It's a wrap. Yo, that shit, that shit deserves the biggest swag surf on earth, yo. Man. But a uh, shout out to them boys, man. Let's keep it going. We're going to be following you since we ain't following the NFL boom dynamite boycott. No. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? All right. Anyway, that's a wrap. We out of here. It's your boy, man. Gat Tracker, the cowboy flying over your city with the Thunderhawk. It's your man, Boom Dynamite, man. We all need unity, man. You and I, T-Y. Jason.